Welcome to the podcast. I am Fish. I am Steve. This is the Ear Spoon. Well done. Right. Dot com. Dot com. Right. Well, that's where you'll find it. Right. This the podcast is the Ear Spoon. Done from the infamous, infamous Ear Spoon <laughs> Studios, where we pump out a lot of podcasts. Yes, we do. Not just this one. I enjoy this. I look forward to this yeah. every single time. This is this is my my uh, my twenty to thirty minutes of uh, cathartic. There you go. Every each and every week. Cathartin. Huh. We're cathartin. And and if your cathartin is a little swollen, you might want to visit our sponsors, Serious <laughs> Natural Remedies. If it's wow. feeling a little anxious, there you go. Wow. That's a stretch. Nice turn, buddy. No, ugly turn. <laughs> Let's face it. If this thing had four wheels going into that curve, it yeah. comes out with we- three. <laughs> not that wheel, Jesus. No, that's not the one I was talking about. Also, want to thank Mocha Joe's uh, for uh, caffeinating the pod. Yes, indeed. Very and, grateful. And uh, so we really uh, we do appreciate uh, them hopping on board. All right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, let's see. Are we impeaching early or is it, as REM once coined, the end of the world as we know it? That's our topic for today because right. there's just so much shit going on that we just can't focus on any one thing. We have to focus on it all. So we're going to be bouncing all over the podcast today. So yeah. uh, if you have a bike helmet handy, put it on. You're going to need yes. it. Right. And curl up in a corner somewhere. Right. You know, I guess some of it is like what people sometimes call uh, compassion fatigue. When there's so many traumas and so many like legitimate things that happen to large groups of people, right? And you just want to give money or time or what have you, and you, and there's a point at which you can get burned. This I personally, and I know others that I've spoken with, have serious Trump fatigue, meaning it's it's like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, and we can't really find respite. So every day, and this is you know this is maybe the unhealthy part of my my news junkiness. But every day I look to the news, not to see how terrible things are, but for any ray of hope that says, this will end soon. It won't. He'll be gone soon. And here, you know, we can can hope for that. Uh, I don't hold out any hope anytime soon Hmm. that uh, we won't get rid of this guy before 2020. I just, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter what he does. I mean, what if Giuliani just uh, talked about assassinating Comey? In yeah. the office, they said, even using that as a metaphor is I, insanity. No, I just—I mean, you—you—you you are people who are held to a higher standard as people who are supposed to be running the country, and and Rudy Giuliani, who I—I I mean, we can't take him seriously. I mean, there's something wrong with the man. He, he was a, on an interview with Chuck Todd, mm-hmm. called him Todd first, and then corrected himself. I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, Chris." Ooh, did you? You know, and because apparently, Mister Billionaire President can't afford a good lawyer, right? So he's no, got so, his buddy. He can afford Giuliani, who's probably just kind of working for table scraps. Yeah, I'm well, sure. This, this is point. what I mean, though. Like you, first of all, Rudy Giuliani is on my short list of the most unlikable people that ever lived, and you know, and I could go down that list, but I won't. But part of it is that day after day, and I don't even watch TV, so people who watch TV must be you know just losing it and caving in. But it's day after day after day of like, are you freaking kidding me? Like any one of these every other day scandals would have tanked any other president. As I've said many times before, you'll remember Ed Muskie cried because someone was hassling his wife. He cried on camera over Howard Dean screams into the microphone. 
over, you know, Bill Clinton. God knows, by comparison, Republicans were apoplectic about what was going on with Bill Clinton and lying about sex in the overall office. And, blah, and, and he was impeached. And he was impeached. And now look at this. This is the new standard. And this is why everybody, and, and I'm just going to keep saying this mm-hmm. until hopefully this is be my on point. This will be my, my Bernie Sanders. I'll be saying this for the next 40 years. Right. Are we really turned into that society uh, who says, you know, I'm tired of getting that question being asked. Mm-hmm. But are you as equally as tired of it not getting answered? Well, there's that. You know, and I've said this before in the pod, and I'll say it again in, in future podcasts that we do. You, If a question doesn't get answered, mm-hmm. why does that annoy you? I mean, why does the question annoy you rather than the fact that it hasn't been answered? Yeah. How come people are going, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. What, what's the answer? That's the part I'm tired of. Answer the question. There's a guy I follow on Twitter called David Sirota, who's, who's others may know the name. He's a pretty smart feller. Almost every day he'll say, today would be a good day to see the president's tax returns. You know, yeah. He's been saying that since before this doofus was elected. Right. So where's that question? I think it's my sub, you know, here's a parenthetical insert. I think the man is broke. I think he has no real money. He has assets, but he. I think a lot of this is chicanery. He's a con man of the highest order. Right. And so I think if the tax, for example, if, if the media, and I, I try not to collectivize that term, but if enough journalists would pursue that and say, yeah, what the hell? Like, why would somebody not? I know Mueller has them. You know Mueller has yeah. them. And so this is what I keep coming back to is this is all the house of cards. All of this is is looking to collapse. What will it take? And what concerns me is we are one terrorist event, one terror event away from a clampdown, from this buffoon and all of his acolytes saying, well, terrible things have happened. Therefore, we're going to start removing some rights, you know, fundamental rights. Well, government has never done that. It doesn't matter. Oh, I, okay, good. Government doesn't, like, start a fire and then just say, well, we're going to protect you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, not like the Reichstag or anything. With the what? Yeah. What? Is it, is, is well, I mean, the name of the hot dog you get at, at the Milwaukee Brewer Stadium? I'm pretty sure. The Reichstag? <laughs> I hey, know. I had a Reichstag. I had a Reichstag. No, with... For those who don't know, the Reichstag was basically the, the German Congress right. that was burned to the ground, uh, alleged to have been the communists, mm-hmm. when in fact it was uh, Confederates of Hitler and his people. Those people. Uh, and then they said, well... The communists have burned down the Congress. Therefore, we now must confiscate your guns. We now must clamp down on your freedom to move. We now must you know, rescind many basic fundamental rights. And then came the Nazis. Those <laughs> you know? people. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, with this. The, you know, the, 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 the Nazis now are, I've, I've been calling the magmas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, but this is the thing. Like, there are people, these, these magma people, MAGA <laughs> people, who are defending children being ripped from the arms of their yeah. parents. No, it's it's a level of crazy. Like, what are we? And, and then you have these people who are just out there amplifying the conversation mm-hmm. um, and doing this. Like, uh, you know, and, and I was hoping not to go there, but now I'm going to have to. The whole Roseanne Barr thing. Oh, okay. Right? Yep. Okay. So, you know, basically I have two rules, right? Uh, your, your first rule as a human being is to wake up in the morning. Your second rule, don't be a dick. All yeah. right? That, that, it, it's Pretty simple. It's a pretty simple basic. That was the original rules. commandment. Then they broke it down into yeah. ten. Yeah, <laughs> and then they complicated it all. They took it all. They conflated so it. So just to be and, clear about uh, not being a dick, it's yeah. this one, this one, this one. <laughs> right. You can't kill. You can't sleep. You can't. So, um, you know, so here she is and making 
Whether or not she's racist or not is not for me to determine. Mm-hmm. How, how does it appear on the surface? It appears on the surface that she's racist. Yeah. Based on what she says. You can't say what she said. I'm not even going to bear repeating it because it's just it's so disgusting. Mm. Um, you can't say what you said about the person you said it without it being construed racist. Now, you are in the public eye. You've already grabbed your crotch singing the national anthem once 100 years ago and, and, and have been whipped for that. Yeah. Yet now you're a Trump supporter, so that's all forgiven. Right. You know, I mean, no, she didn't kneel. She did grab her own pussy. There you go. Ah, oh, oh, look at that! How well ahead of the well ahead of the curve that Roseanne. And you know, what and the, now as a result, and I'm sorry, I'm still going to no, I'm please do tangent a little bit. Tangent. Uh, as a result, look at all the jobs she's cost. Oh, that's real. You know, and everybody said that she's just suffering. Yeah. You know. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear yeah. that. You know, I, I imagine that you know she she when when I act yeah. on things, when you act on things, um, so you hope. That if it's going to have any repercussions, it doesn't impact anybody else. I just blame Ambien. That's what I do. That's what, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, yo, you didn't like that? Ambien, got to shake the bottle. Sorry. Sorry. I'm on Ambien. But you know what the worst thing is about Roseanne Barr? There are 4,000 dead people in Puerto Rico. Right. Wait, how's that related? It's not. (laughs) Why are we talking about Roseanne Barr and Samantha B? Roseanne Barr, Samantha B. Uh, and, and 4,000 people are dead in Puerto Rico. Right. You know, like this was a study just and, released and, and by Harvard. And some of them still don't have freaking power. Yeah. And the trauma, suicide rates, et cetera. Now, so I saw yesterday, if 4,000 kittens died or 4,000 blonde white women died, everything would stop. Yeah. But it's 4,000 Puerto Ricans. Yeah. So, so. American citizens. Yeah. And we're talking. And, so the, and I, I have graphics. I should, I'll post these on the Earspoon website and on our Facebook page. But. The amount of coverage by the mainstream media about Puerto Rico and this horrifying event, one of the largest losses of life, mass losses of life, life in over 100 years in America, uh, and the amount of coverage of Roseanne Barr and this other crap is many, 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 many fold higher. Right. But, yeah, but, you know, it's it's not anywhere near as interesting. Now, now granted, by this time next week, uh, Roseanne Roseanne Barr will be last week's news. Yeah. All right. Um, the Stormy Daniels thing. That will continue in there because of uh, of the likes of Michael Avenatti. Michael who, Avenatti. Who, uh, you know, basta. <laughs> basta. <laughs> Hashtag basta. He's pretty funny. He is very funny. <laughs> and he's really smart. He's really smart. Um, you know, and, and th- there's a small part of me that hopes that if this president does fall and falls early, yep. it's, it's as a direct result for cheating on his wife who had just had his youngest son. No kidding. With a porn star. Right. Uh, the first of a few indiscretion shall we say yeah that we're not supposed to care about because i don't care what he now all of a sudden everybody's okay with what a pro, uh, president does in their private right. life and truth be told i don't honestly care I don't that he slept with stormy Daniels. anything to get him out of there is okay i, I will i will never swear but but we are uh, a convenient nation right we we pray to god when we only when we need him right. and if things are skipping along just fine then yeah Whatever. Take care of my people and people like me. Thank right. you. Thank you. <laughs> so this is what I mean. Like we here we are listing this line, and this is just in a week's time. Mm-hmm. In a week's time, this would be this the the stuff that we've cited here would be a month or two or three in any other administration. It is a fire hose worth of. Are you freaking kidding me? And I, you know, again being pretty. What do I, what's the word I want? I don't. It's not an addiction, but I certainly am a news guy. I yeah. like. I pay attention to what's happening in well, the world. Well, I think that's why we do this podcast because exactly. we, we try to pay attention. And and you know, again, so 
today's podcast, we're all over the place because it just seems to be so much happening. So uh, the crux is, is he going to get out? Uh, is he going to actually get impeached? Or are we going to have to go and, and, and elect somebody uh, in a Democratic phase? Does oh, that please. make it any better? Please. So, so here's what I would say to that if you're asking the question. One, I don't think I don't think impeachment will happen. I think he'll have to be pushed to resign. I think for this country to be returned to any form of health, it has to be an utter repudiation and a a humiliation for this man and and his supporters. It has to be a rejection of the values that they put forward. It has to be big and loud and clear. I'm not sure that we have that in us. But democratic process, we've already seen it usurped by Russian bots. We've seen it usurped by outside forces. We've seen it usurped by the Democratic Party itself, who played its own games in in trying to say who gets to be nominated, etc. So this so-called democratic process that sees one-fourth or one-third of us show up to actually vote that are right. eligible. I don't know if we're even playing democracy anymore. And again, people say it's a republic, and I get that, but it's small d democracy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. The idea that, well, you just wait till my next time I get to vote. You'll see. Like, now, hang on a second. People spend literally billions of dollars on television commercials to yeah. try to persuade you to vote one way or the other. If If... If massive amounts of money can be spent to show commercials to massive amounts of people because it works, and we've all seen the ads, right? what the hell are we? I put something on the Earspoon Twitter feed um, that had uh, somebody who was just clearly a, a big Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Saw it. Did you see it? Yes. You know, and you know, they, they, why did this guy leave his good life just to be ridiculed, mocking? Blah, 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 I stand yeah. with Trump, and blah, 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 yeah. you know, the whole thing. And it's just, it's really like, wow. I mean, he like this person dedicated the back of their beat up minivan to this. Yep, and right? he'll be voting, right? And and he'll be voting. Will you? <laughs> exactly you know, right. I mean, what motivates you to get out there? Now, I think most of the people that might listen to this podcast are probably mm. civically engaged probably in that true. capacity. They probably it's not the problem, but here might be the problem for you. Yeah. And 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 I'll, I and and I'll fall on the sword a little bit for that as well. Mm. I mean, do I do I make sure that people who are kind of on the fence voters vote? Mm. I don't know that I do that. I don't know that I said, come on, I'll give you a ride to the polls. Let's go. Yeah. I'm going right now. I'd like to seek out people who who don't and find out why. If somebody has a good reason not to. We I mean, should do an air spoon shuttle. I love it. Yes. I love that plan. All right. Well, the other piece, though, I come back to, though, is young people are activated, especially the kids fr- that just graduated from the, the school in Florida where the shooting was, are going out and they're on a voter registration push. Yeah, brilliant. And that's brilliant because the upcoming generation is having none of this bullshit that, right. we're, that we're living right well, now. Well, you know, so we're going to have to lean on these these people that I was worried about taking care of me in my old age. I'm like, okay, you're starting to make me feel a little comfortable with this aging process. Right. But I'm suggesting, too, that voting, while critically important, mm-hmm. is two years away. Well, I mean, we're coming up against the midterm, and that's important, too. And flipping the House would mean a, a immediate impeachment would be my sense. Right. But I think we need to be shutting down business as usual. We need to consider a national strike. This is right now a constitutional crisis. This country and its well-being, and I would say the fate of the world. I hate to get overly dramatic about it. Mm -hmm. But the fate and continuation of the species is at risk here. And if we sit down and just keep watching and checking Facebook and waiting for an election, even so the one-third of us can come out and vote – uh, I don't think that's going to do it. And I think they're sort of counting on that lethargy and that, that uh, passivity on the part of people who would otherwise be activated. I don't know what we need to do, and I, I couldn't really map out a plan 
per se, but it can't be business as usual, and we can't wait for voting. True. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back um, to the podcast, I want to talk about the, the pecking order of the lies. All right. All right, right after this. More at theearspoon.com. Ceres Natural Remedies offers New England's largest selection of CBD products for health and wellness. With over 60 brands, we represent all methods of CBD delivery, including extracts, capsules, edibles, vape, topical, body care, and beverage products infused with hemp. We bring together artisanal quality and science-based healing. Experience the healing benefits of CBD for people and pets. Visit us in Brattleboro or at our flagship store, 190 College Street, Burlington. Hey, Steve. Yeah? You know what my favorite thing is about doing the podcast? Yes, I do. What is it? Mocha Joe's. Oh, <laughs> you know me so well. You know me so well. You know, you can just, wherever you are, you can go to mochajoes.com and order your coffee. Yeah, fantastic. Quality human beings roasting, packing, and sending coffee all day long. And they do this all right here yep. in Vermont. Yay, Vermont coffee. Yeah. Because it's the climate for growing coffee. Wait, what? Well, nah, not so much. But they, they are fair trade folks. Yes, they are. All right. They have cool gear. The cool logo. I got a few myself. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go and check it out. Most uh, Mocha Joe's Roasting Company. Find that at mochajoes.com. I love them, and that's who powers this podcast. That's right. Couldn't do it without him. Thank you. Thank you. No. Thank you. No. Thank you. No. I think this time. Thanks, Mocha Joe's. Thanks, Mocha Joe's. More at theearspoon.com. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I am Fish. I am Steve. You are Steve. Yes, all, all my right. life. All your life? Best of my knowledge. Okay. I don't remember the first few years. I've, I've only been Fish since like the mid-80s. Oh, that's true. Right. <laughs> I've been around yeah. since the mid-60s, <laughs> but... You're just a kid. Just a kid. Just a kid here. All right, so let, uh, as promised, I want to talk about the hierarchy of lying. All, all right, right, go. So you've got the uh, you've got the uh, Chinito uh, Chido Benito, the Mango Mussolini, the uh, uh, Cinnamon Hitler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, Cinnamon Hitler. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> out a few new ones. Um, and he lies. He does, doesn't you know, he? He basically says, "I'm going to give you a tax relief." And that's it. But, you know, by the time we uh, reach 2025, um, and, and and this stuff is all done strategically mm-hmm. so that, well, it won't matter. I'm not going to be in office. Mm-hmm. So who's ever in office at that point will have to fall sure. on the sword because the tall tree catches all the breeze, right? Yep. So he lies. And then people like, uh, like um, what's her, Kellyanne Conway uh, uh, amplify the lie. Yep. And then people like Sarah Sanders... Yeah. Go out and try to explain the lies, yeah. you know, um, and then and then the people in the magma, MAGA hats, mm-hmm. MAGA, they just accepted it face value, and, and they believe the lies. Yep. Um, and then folks like you and I out here just trying to say no, they're lies. It's this, pretty provable. This the, is it right here. This is me. This <laughs> is it. This see, this podcast is on the internet, thereby makes everything we say true. There you go. Right. Because it's on the internet. Right. That's right. So get on Alex Jones's show and you know it's double true. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I, I'm willing to walk back something if it's been incorrect. 
like uh, we talked about the kneeling thing with Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's actually been flushed out that Tebow may not have kneeled because uh, this country, uh, he can't kne- stand for a flag that supports abortion. Mm-hmm. All right. So he did it for Christianity reasons, for those reasons, for that reason. So I, I think I may have misled a little bit when I talked in the last podcast about Tim Tebow. Mm. So, but you see, so I, I own I, it. I, I'm owning it. All right. Yeah. So, you know, my, I, I can't take it back. It's out there. I right. guess I could take it down. But I'm not going to. But that's um, just good critical thinking. That's yeah, good but practice. They, so there, Tim Tebow never actually made that statement, uh, to the best of my knowledge. That's that's as mm-hmm. But there it is. I'm, I'm walking it back. I'm saying, oh, you know, I, I made a mistake when right. I said that. That wasn't actually – he did kneel a lot. We should have had a problem with it, right. but we didn't because he's a white man uh, mm-hmm. right. n- nonetheless. So you've got this hierarchy of lying and then this amplification system that seems to go out there. Yes, yes, the megaphones. Right, the megaphones that go out there. And and, and they do, again, I will say, if you are 10 people in a room and three of them start breaking the furniture, mm-hmm. seven of you would probably stop them from breaking the furniture. Let's hope. Right? Yeah. So under that guise... 30% of the people are amplifying the conversation. 70% of us are just going, oh, I don't know. I don't oh, wonder why they're saying that. And they keep getting invited. decaf? Right. And they keep getting invited on news shows. Yeah. What's, you know, what's Kellyanne Conway doing on anything? Well, you, <laughs> you know, know, every time she pops up, I'm like, oh, I forgot. How is this even a thing? I forgot. How come she's not like in a Skeletor movie or something? And I, right. and I have to ask, too. And there are some good journalists out there, and there's some good journalists even in the mainstream media. But where are the follow-up questions to say, hey, you know, when you were here last time, you said this, and it was proven to not be so. Can you reconcile that? <laughs> I famously did that on my own radio program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had interesting ramifications. Yeah. So, like, here's this. You said that. How do you say the, these two things are mutually exclusive? How can you reconcile them? Uh, well, I'll leave that. But And nobody can. So this we've created, and Amy Siskind is another person I've cited a few times, who is saying, pay attention, pay attention, because they're going to slowly degrade what's true. And that's been going on for quite some time to the point where you can't even keep up to the point where you go like, eh, it's just another lie. Like, no, no, no. One from the chief executive of the country is unacceptable. Lying to the American public should be, I believe, punishable by immediate removal from office if proven. I mean, you have the situation where if you have a man who's lying... And you have 70% of the population who knows he's lying, mm-hmm. and 70% of that same 70% really aren't doing a whole lot about it. Because mm-hmm. um, we're being kicked the crap out of by capitalism and trying to make a living. Right. You know, there's that. Uh, but um, at some point in time, he's going to say something that is infinitely important, mm-hmm. and we're not going to listen to him. Yeah. You well, know? I try not to listen to him well, <laughs> already, but, you know but yeah, what I'm I get what you mean. I mean. Let's face it. So, I mean, he's in the seat, right? He's in the Oval Office. He's going right. to know stuff that you and I don't know, and sometimes it's it's going to uh. come down to a point where you know we're going to need to know about it, and we're going to say, you know, you know, whatever. Like jerk. today, when he said the 13 Democrats that are driving this this uh, Russian investigation, there are no 13 Democrats. No. He just lied. He just made it up. Did, there's no basis in any reality Him anywhere. Him witch hunt thing. So he just stays on message, witch hunt, witch right. hunt, witch hunt, witch hunt. So here's and, the thing. Like you said before about you owning, like, oh, I, 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 I erred. Mm-hmm. I want to correct the record because I was, I, I was introduced to more information about that. So yeah. therefore, his people don't discern. No. They don't say, well, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. 
Rosenstein is a lifelong Republican. Mueller, lifelong Republican. These are all Republicans. This has nothing to do with Democrats. Right. So that's a lie. And we don't call them lie. You know, we say- Trey Gowdy? Yeah, Trey Gowdy, another one. Right. So you hear, I heard on, on NPR driving here today something to the effect of like uh, this claim about 13 Democrats. And the, the reporter said, um, which has been shown to not, not be so, or didn't say that was a lie. Right. It was an utter lie. And why can't we just call it that? I, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it, it's starting to feel slightly dystopian. Yeah, gaslighty. Yeah, you know? a little bit. So then throw into that, as I said earlier, not to be conspiratorial, but throw into that a, an unexpected terror event, like hopefully they all are, uh, and then you've got lying, deceptive people who rip babies from, from parents' arms who, who create policies of hatred mm-hmm. uh, in charge in an emergency situation. Not good. Not feeling that vibe, you know? This is creepy as hell. Right. And that's why I say, like we talked earlier in this in your earlier part of the podcast, is something needs to happen that will drive this man and his acolytes out of this office. They are a danger to not only this country, but to every living, breathing human being in the world, right. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. They, I mean, so it, it goes back to the, mm. the, the original question mm. of all of this lying that's going on. Nothing can – he seems to be – untouchable uh he discredits the, the press oh. so that by the time so that the 30 percent of the people that are listening to him mm-hmm. um don't believe him because he says you they're they're not trustworthy you can't believe them and so where is the republican party who controls both houses of congress when where's the newt gingrich well he's not in it but paul ryan mcconnell mm-hmm. and so forth yeah. when like you guys were all over anybody you're all over obama for a tan suit you right. know Look at this Michelle stuff. Obama for a sleeveless dress. Right, right. I mean, these are the things that that was, and, and it's just, it, I'm just referencing the last president. I'm sure it happens to all the presidents, but this is what we've devolved into now. Right. So then now that he's their guy, which he wasn't their guy, as you know, the Republican Party would have preferred a different nominee. Right. But now we are also seeing pretty clear evidence, and we'll hopefully see it in bright, shiny, you know, high definition, that a, a hostile foreign government worked with this campaign to get this guy elected, and he got elected. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There, there's that now. And, and also, um, oh, God, why can't I think? Who's the for Boehner, John Boehner. Uh, John Boehner came out in an interview and yeah. said, this is not the Republican Party. The Republican Party is napping right now. Yeah, well, here's my answer to John Boehner and John McCain. <laughs> Shut the hell up. You created this shit. Yeah. Shut the hell up. You're a direct result of why Mitch McConnell at the start of Barack Obama's eight years, we're gonna our our job is to stop him at every turn and right. everything he tries to do. Forgive me, John. Fuck you. Yeah. Not you, John, but the other John. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> Boehner. Boehner and McConnell. That what kind of that to me is anti-American. But you're coming right out and saying this is what we're going to do to you for as right. long as you're in the office. We're going to obstruct. We are going right. to throw things in your path as you're trying to walk. You know, walk right. through the darkness. We're just going to throw things under your feet. So when you present a perfectly legitimate, perfectly qualified Supreme Court nomination. Supreme Court justice nomination, mm-hmm. and they stall and stop and prevent and never even have hearings. They didn't even stall and stop. They just said, no, they we're said, not going to no, do it. not doing that. That is, a, that is a total rejection of their job. That is a to- that's totally the opposite of what they've taken a, an, an oath to now, do. Now, I don't blame the 30% of the people who supported that decision. You know who I blame? The 70% 
that didn't set arrived. fire to the decision. Well, the, where's your opposition party? Where's the Democrats on this? Right. Where's Nancy Pelosi on this? Are they, well, we're, we're going to wag our finger extra hard this time because right. we're really mad now. now we're really mad. We're going we're gonna to send... We're gonna send Chuck Schumer out there with some right. really mean words. Well, uh, we really wish this wouldn't happen, um, and we did just kind of don't. We're going to fight, and we're going to, you know, I, I got, bringing it back to the Samantha B thing, mm-hmm. I got really pissed off when she apologized. I did too. No, fuck you. No, <laughs> no do don't. not apologize. No. Do not apologize. You know why? Because she is a feckless cunt. So, whoa, whoa, hello. There it is. I, for one, just like the N-word, feel like as a man, I won't use that term. Me either. Um, but you did. But <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a man. That. <laughs> but, I, but here's You're my a thing. man, baby. I was you talking know. to my brother about it yesterday, and I said, and, you know, and he's very liberal like I am, and I'm a fan of Samantha Bee. I think yeah, it's very she, funny. She did this whole thing on how awful Ivanka Trump was, yeah. and all the conversation is about that one word. Right. So everything else got left out. She put a picture of her kissing her children. Uh. While children are being ripped from the arms well, I, from the, her on father's the very policy. same day, the, the we're missing fifteen. You? We're missing fifteen hundred kids. Right. Here's a picture of mine. Yeah, here's mine. I'm good. Yeah. Look at me. How, so come on. So, but Feckless. that's what I come back to. Yes. Like you know that I just don't think name calling is really is really the best tool to so go to. All, yeah, no, I love it. You know, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big big. fan. I try not to do it. It goes through my mind. But I get upset when when they they, they get scared to the point where they walk it back. Yeah, well, I think the Kathy Griffin model is sort of you know what what that was going off of, mm-hmm. and I I've recently you know Kathy Griffin, the comedian, I do know. with the with the severed head thing yeah. and so forth, um, has been really roaring back in popularity. She's out on tour right now, packing places, and really has. But she talked about I follow her on Twitter. She talked about the rehabilitation of the last year and being put what she call through what she calls the Trump uh, wood chipper. Yeah. People came after her in the oh. most rabid, horrifying way. So for Sam, Samantha B to say, okay, I'll apologize for that, which is probably more of a business decision than yeah. it was really about a personal decision. I can get not wanting, wanting to get off that train and redirect, you know, instead of taking that fight and saying, right. you know, fuck you, I'm going to keep doing this. So mm-hmm. I can get it on a tactical level, but on a whole other level, it's like, just shut up. All of you just... All, you snowflakes can <laughs> just back it off, you know. <laughs> and then you got Ted Nugent who called Hillary the same word. Yeah. He winds up in the Oval Office. Yeah, there's that. All right, listen. So hey, I heard a funny joke. You did? Tell me. What's 80 feet long and has 12 teeth? What? It's front row at a Ted Nugent concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. It seems like a good point to launch into our new segment that we have with Talk Media News. So uh, after the break, we will... Uh, I I I think you got to go. So I got to go. I'll be having that conversation. You do the talking uh, with the talk media news. So I'll say goodbye to you now. Goodbye to now. Goodbye to you now. Oh, thanks. Right up uh, here, uh, right after the break. Let's thank our sponsors. Yeah, Mocha Joe's Series Natural Remedies. Absolutely, and uh, we're also working on the uh, on a whole hemp podcast. Yes, please. So we are beginning to piece that together. So that will be an extra special thing that the Yearspring Studios will be releasing shortly. You're welcome. All right. We'll be right back. This is the Earspoon with Fish and Steve. Welcome back to the Earspoon. I am Fish. Joining the program, Tom Squitiri. Did I get that right or did I get that incorrect? You did. All right. Especially for a Monday. (laughs) Not bad, right? Uh, He's a... Uh, Pentagon correspondent with Talk Media News. Thank you for joining the Earspoon here, Tom. So uh, let's get right into it if we could. 
Sure. One of the things that uh, that you actually you listed as a as a point of conversation, which I really did want to talk about anyway, was um, the Republicans kind of pushing back a little bit with uh, with the sanctions going on. Now he seems the uh, president seems to be wanting to extend those to Canada and Mexico and Mexico, as well as the European Union countries. Um, there, there's a there, there is a an element of the Republican Party, or at least what the Republican Party used to stand for, and they still may, this is not necessarily being critical, that calls for free trade. Free trade has always been a strong uh, foundation of Republican platforms. And um, it's one thing for uh, any president or Congress to strike out at a rogue nation, say, sanctions against North Korea. Everyone sort of understands why, what that's part of a larger effort. But... Uh, Tariffs against allies like Canada and Mexico, some of the European, who are our friends in the United States, really undercut the idea of free trade. Now, President Trump is known for his opposition to NAFTA, and some folks think that this is his way of gutting NAFTA without uh, doing the deed directly. So that there's support for changing NAFTA among many Republicans. That so they are at a kind of a crossroads that uh, this free trade, uh, lack of free trade with sanctions and tariffs uh, runs really is anathema to them. So you saw a little bit of pushing back um, by Republicans and Democrats on the ZTE issue in China. That's the company that whose products are banned at the Pentagon stores because of concerns of tracking and national intelligence collection by the Chinese. President Trump has gone out of his way to sort of make it so ZTE can continue to operate. That was the first shot that really upset Congress. Bipartisanship and different House and Senate committees passing legislation or amendments prohibiting sales of, of and to ZTE. So there is this movement on Capitol Hill, young and weak, but nevertheless a movement on trade where they might push back at the White House. Okay. So, I, and what do we think the success rate on that would be? Do you think that they'll be able to successfully launch a counterattack? I think there is a chance. Uh, there is a chance for success if indeed you get both parties aligned, as they were in the ZTE issue. This is an election year, as you know, and uh, a lot of eyes of members of the House and Senate are to how they'll how they'll survive in in November. So depending on the district you come from, um, that can have an impact on how you will stand on this issue. So if you're if the trade um, if the tariffs are on a product that seems to be able to help a product in your district, you may be supportive of them. If it's not, you may you may opt to go for the more philosophical approach of, of supporting free trade and resisting tariffs where there's no real uh, foundation to have them. It's an interesting battle that they're going to have here, and I'm, I'm curious. Is. I mean, es- especially with the sanctions against China, and I was a little, I have to say, I was a little shocked to see that the Republicans were kind of pushing back ever so slightly uh, against that mm-hmm. agenda. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm curious as to see when, especially when this one is just basically north and south of us. I mean, we're, we're attached to these countries. Yeah, and Canada had a pretty strong reaction against it, which is sort of out of the stereotype of Canada being, uh, more more passive, Prime Minister Trudeau had some strong words against the United States, uh, the action against the United States, and noting how Canada and the United States have been friends for a long time. When he when President Trump referred to the tariffs as a national security issue, 
Pres- uh, Prime Minister Trudeau sort of scoffed at that, noting that the border between the two countries has been one of them demilitarized for you know centuries, and how Canada and the United States have cooperated on almost every international conflict and um, peacekeeping missions. So, you know that this all does resonate with members of Congress, as surprising as it may sound. Again, going back to what you said earlier, and to what I responded. Free trade has been a foundation of the Republican Party for many, many decades. And it interests me, it's interesting to me that this type of thing, an economic principle, uh, can galvanize members of Congress, whereas they may not be as galvanized on a more ethical or moral um, issue. But this is clearly uh, one that's gotten under their skin, and it's fascinating. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see how it plays out. I mean, when you start doing sanctions against our, or what are our staunchest allies. It just seems, again, well, there, there's not a yeah. whole lot that makes a, that has been making sense. No, and then also we've been talking about Canada and Mexico, of course. We haven't even mentioned the Europeans who are really upset about this as well. Um, not only does it further push the United States away from a leadership role in Europe, which you can debate whether that's bad or good. That's a whole different subject. But it clearly does. Uh, have them go on their own, and there will be retaliation. They're not going to just let the United States do what it wishes and not retaliate. And that's the part people forget about. It's all good to sort of strike out and, and at people to try to even the playing field, but they also have the ability to, to return the fire. Right. This uh, it's it's going to be a, another interesting uh, thing to watch unfold on Twitter, unfortunately. But that's probably mm-hmm. where we're going to yeah. find find a lot yeah. about it. Um, let, let's jump into uh, what's going on with the uh, military presence in, uh, in in South China, in the South China Sea. Sure. As you may know, uh, for the last decade or so, China has been occupying a group of islands, in both in the South China Sea and in the North China Sea. But particularly in the South China Sea, they're called the Spratly and the Paracel Islands. They're, they're smaller islands. And then they've also, they, China, have also gone to take some underwater reefs and construct man-made islands in both those chains. And they've been militarizing those islands despite their promises not to do so. They've had anti-aircraft missiles, um, ships have docked there, there's landing strips now and bombers are visiting, there's, there's soldiers on there, and radar jamming equipment and all sorts of stuff. In other words, it's not an accidental thing, it's a deliberate thing. There's a lot of traffic. It's one of the busiest shipping lanes in the world, the South China Sea. And some of those islands, particularly the Spratlys, which are the southern ones, uh, are claimed by other countries, such as Malaysia and the Philippines and Vietnam, among others. So, you know, they've just essentially seized them uh, without any international sanction, international approval to do so, and they're turning them into fortresses and then denying it. So the United States has long protested the action as well as the nations in the region, but no one's done anything about it because sort of throwing the Chinese off militarily, it's either diplomacy or that. The Trump administration has increased the um, shipping, uh, sailing of ships, or U.S. ships through the South China Sea under the international principle of, you know, free seas, navigation of free seas. And the Chinese have objected, saying it's invading territorial waters. Uh, The United States is not going to let up on that. It's probably going to increase it, and they're going to probably ask other countries to do the same thing. Uh, So it's it's obviously a provocative action by the United States. Uh, one, however, that does uh, show China that uh, underscores that 
fact that these are international waters and what they're doing is illegal, but it's not going to stop the United States and other nations from using those waters. <laughs> so, and, and, and we have, we have quickly become a nation of, of doing things and then just saying that we didn't. So we, we should yeah. be somewhat in touch yeah. with that. Well, when I say we, well, you know, I find it's very interesting, you know, China, the whole thing about China, you have uh, President Trump saying what good friends he is with President Xi of China, and then, you know, he's trying to help him on the ZTE thing, as we mentioned earlier in the show. But then you have the trade talks between the two countries just ended over the weekend without any progress, and you have this military issue in the South China Sea. So it's a complicated uh, relationship between the two countries. That's probably un- probably <laughs> obvious. <laughs> but um, it's, it's difficult to see. You know, I, I keep thinking back to when I was a kid and I studied history and one of the big issues, uh, I think, in the 1960 presidential campaign was who lost Taiwan, who lost China. You know, it was when the communists took over China, and uh, there were, Taiwan was the only thing left of what was China, and there were a couple of small islands also that Taiwan had occupied. Eisenhower was president, and this, so this is before the 60s election. He wouldn't send any ships to those two islands, even though Taiwan was protected by the United States, because he was afraid that if they were fired upon, because they were pretty close to the shore of mainland, those islands, it would start a war. So he knew the risks then of sending ships kind of close to the shore of communist China. Now, these ships that the United States send in are not close to any of these islands. I mean, they may be in shooting range nowadays, but they're not, they're not that close to be fired upon, which, of course, would be a huge thing. Yeah. No, it's, uh, again, just, and just some more tension just to add, add, yeah. into, the, add into the mix. Yep, exactly. Seems, seems and, you know, the tension, these kind of things divert attention, actually, from other issues. And part of the thinking among some in Washington is this is one of the reasons why the White House does these things, is they, they can sort of stir up the pot in a lot of in a lot of areas and it gets attention distracted from other issues that may be going on. Um, you know, this is not a liberal or, or conservative statement. It's just that the Trump administration has done a lot of things in the year and a half it's been in office that don't really get reported. Most of it is gutting existing laws or regulations or protections for everything from park service uh, animals and national parks to uh, lunch programs for kids. And all that stuff gets, is being cut. President Trump said he was going to do this, so it's not a surprise to a lot of people. Yet it goes unreported and, for the most part, unnoticed because these kind of large-profile issues that you and I are talking about get most of the attention. Sure. And, you know, and, and none of it is named Roseanne Barr or, uh, or Stormy Daniels. Right. So, exactly. So that's, or, or the other one, Samantha B. you know, all this stuff. It's yeah. Just sort of the, the maelstrom of uh, misdirection. That's it. And they just if they oh, just pretty good, huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. That was from a misdirection. Wow, I thought about my head. <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> there, we're going to have T-shirts made now. That's right, go. Tom, we're going to wear we're going to wear T-shirts. Hey, listen, I want to thank you for jumping on the podcast uh, with us today, Tom. I really appreciate it. Uh, we off to a good start here for what will hopefully be a nice long relationship between uh, between you guys Great. and us. Happy to help. All right, Happy to help. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. 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 All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of The Earspoon. Uh, thanks to Steve West for sitting in for the first half hour, and I really want to thank Tom Squiteri from uh, the Pentagon correspondent from Talk Media News. We're looking forward to that relationship. Again, you can always find The Earspoon at theearspoon.com, Twitter, Facebook, and download it wherever you download your uh, 
your podcast. All right, and big thank you to Serious Natural Remedies for sponsoring the podcast as well as Mocha Joe's. We'll talk to you next week. More at the earspoon.com.